Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 354 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. I'm here. Wearing the wrong headphones. Well, because the headphones on number six, we have different headphones and one of them isn't uh, working very well. Well, gosh darn it. And you turned You should have told me before we started recording. Uh, You were told the last time we recorded DOO. Yeah, I'm not supposed to remember things between shows. I need you to turn my headphones down a little bit, because it's like you're yelling in my ears. That's because I'm yelling at you. Yeah. No, maybe you should turn it all the way down, though, so that way I don't hear you scream at all. Oh, my God. All right, now Carlos can't hear anything. Wow, it's like peace. God this damn it. <laughs> like a little bit of peace there. This what a the dick. <laughs> Jeez. All right, before we get too uh, deep here, I want to give a big shout-out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoffman Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Simpson. <gasps> And Phil Feldman. I can't, I can almost not do it in a single breath. That time I didn't. But you were telling me um, about the patrons the other day. Yeah, so you know how, like, there's, like, only so many times you can fold a piece of paper right before it becomes impossible. Uh, Isn't it eight? It's something close to that. Like, but you can, I think you get, like, one more if you really, really try. Well, hang on. Let's find out. One. Yeah, all right. So, you, Casey, for our listeners, he's folded it twice. And it has to be folded in half. Yeah. Three. He's folded it a third time. Four. He's folded that note card a fourth time. It's getting a little harder now because there's a small note card to start with those five. five. If it was a little bit bigger, maybe it would have been a good start. No, that I'm, I'm not going to be able to fold this <laughs> anymore. Fold it more. Normally start with something really big. Why? I think it's any piece of paper. You can't fold more than five times. Because uh, the way you do it is like you start with a very large piece of paper to start get started because it shrinks down. No, nope. uh, I'm pretty sure no matter what size piece of paper it is, five times. Yep. Uh, how many times can you fold a piece of paper in half? Boom. Oh, yeah? What did you get? Seven. Huh. Look at that. Uh, but that they're wrong. Just because you <laughs> chose a small note card to start with is not on them. Uh, so, but yep, anyways, our patrons, uh, they're able to actually fold it and never stop folding. It gets to a point where they have to stop because it's so small they can, that people, normal people can't see it. So and they lose it. I have a question. Um, so like as, as they fold it in on itself, the density of the object increases, correct? Yeah, sure. Right? So if they fo- can they fold it enough times where it becomes a singularity and creates a black hole? Well, that's the thing about a piece of paper is that it's just it's not enough mass there to make a black hole. Like it's just you lose it. You lose it before you like can make a black hole out of it. Oh, like a mic- like a, maybe you could get a microscopic black hole out. What? Of it, what if the piece of paper was made out of lead? Then it's not a piece of paper. <laughs> and maybe they, I think they would need something denser. Uh, maybe you. Maybe they'd need to fold that. Fold, fold, fold you? Fold you. Yeah, I think you might be denser. What enough. is you? Uranium? No, just you, Casey. 
Oh, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not yoga tastic, man. I can't. Yeah, no, I can't no. fold one time. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> well, if you'd like uh, some uh, to learn the the amazing uh, paper folding techniques, uh, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/BlindStudios and become a patron today. Um, and if if you think that you can make paper out of lead then uh, I agree with you, and you should write in. <laughs> so we can just be, we can rub it in Carlos's face if somebody agrees with me. Well, I mean, don't r- rub lead paper in my face. because I'm that's going to. Lead poisoning. <laughs> Only if you eat it. I don't think you're supposed to get it in your hands either. Uh, I'll wear gloves when I'm rubbing it on your face. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you're protecting <laughs> yourself. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, if you'd like to, or while you're at blindnessreduce.com, go go ahead and click that store link at the top of our page or head over to teespring.com slash store slash blindnessstudios and check out some of our cool merch, including some I'm definitely wearing pants pants and soon lead paper. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So can you write on lead paper with pencil lead? Yes, of course you can because it's paper. Anyway. Yeah, the the, the pencil lead, the graphite, shows up really well on the lead surface. Mm-hmm. It does because it's two different things. And you can use dyed lead. Yeah. Yeah, we have to bleach the lead and then the paper's white. It's yeah. just very heavy. Yeah, we'll bleach the pencils and the paper white. Yep. So and and uh, if you have enough lead stacked up, boom, bulletproof backpacks. Well, I mean, they already sell those, though. Yeah, but these, you get a two-for-one because you can actually use the thing. And uh, because most bullets are made out of lead, everybody knows that one material... Uh, cannot go through an, or one object of made of a material cannot go through another object of the same material. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> yep, absolutely impossible. I'm just picturing kids walking around with like heavy lead weights and they're just destroying their backs. <laughs> yeah, but we're saving their lives. I guess because everybody knows if you can't move because you broke your back carrying a lead plate around, you're probably not going to get shot. Or be the shooter. Yeah. Because everybody will feel bad for you. So we should just break all of our children's legs. That is not what you meant. That's their backs. Their backs. Their backs. That doesn't seem good. Probably not. Maybe we shouldn't do that. I feel like this is a bad plan for some reason. It's almost like it started off bad and it just (laughs) remained bad the entire time. Uh, Should we we get on with the show? (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. What have you been up to? Besides uh, having this ridiculous argument, uh, not too much. Uh, recorded a, a Soundwave episode today. That Ooh, was good. Had, Soundwave hadn't recorded one since you guys got back from uh, Puerto Rico. It's been a month. Yeah, because like it kept getting. You guys had were, went to Zach's the one weekend, and that's, you can't you can't blame this on me. No, well, yeah, you came back that weekend, but Matt did not. And then, I, like, I was just I worked last weekend. So it seems like this is your fault. It is Matt's fault. We're going to blame Matt. Uh, it seems like it's half your fault. Because eh. you gave an excuse for Matt, and then you gave an excuse for yourself. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to blame Matt, because Matt's not here, so I can do that. Uh, well, you know, as the president of the company, um, I'm going to have to override that. Well, you can't, because you'd have to have Matt say and agree with you. I don't think so. I think I just need the vice president. I think Matt would agree with me right now that it's his fault. 
So we're just going to have to go forward with that. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll have the HR team uh, give him a little talking to. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, we did a game night yesterday. We played old games. We did. Uh, that time. was not yesterday. That was Friday. It was a day. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, we did play some old games. Uh, what games did we play? Uh, we played advertising. Advertising. Uh, yeah, the 1988 copy, uh, copy that had a ton of uh, 70s and earlier advertising slogans in it. Yeah, there were. Would you like a coaster, bud? Sure. There were so many bad advertisements. Like, there's like, it's just like a wor- couple words that make no sense and have nothing to do with the product. Oh, also, turns out any uh, any advertising slogan can be used for porn. Well, of course. Obviously. Yep. That's, I, I uh, think everybody knew that, right? That's something we learned. Uh, let's see. We also played, what was the name of that? Uh, the uh, the Masterpiece. Game. So we played Masterpiece, uh, which uh, was a sleeper hit. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before. and It came uh, out in 1970. It was a blast to play. Basically, everybody is at an art auction, and they can either, they you start out with like $1.5 million, uh, one painting of with, which has a random value, and you just like keep doing auctions on like uh, paintings that you don't know how much they are. You have your own paintings end up on auction, and other people are bidding on them, and at that point, only you know how much it's worth. And yeah, it's a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, and I ended up with two forgeries. Yeah, you you ended up with two paintings at the end of the game. Both, both of forgeries. Them were forgeries. And there's only two forgeries in the game. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. <sighs> yeah, we um, were uh, yeah we were playing with uh, you, me, Matt, and Sierra, and uh, yeah, we had uh, basically uh, for to give you a quick idea of how the game works. I had a painting that was a forgery, but Matt did not know. Matt decided that that was the painting that I had that would go up to auction. Everybody was uh, going for it, and then Casey decided that he wanted to win that painting because it had to be worth something, and it was worth nothing. It was worth nothing. But it was, uh, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a um, And, I mean, to be fair, a lot of the fun came from, like, me just wanting to prevent you from getting the last painting. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was trying to save up money because I was like, I want to buy the last painting at any cost. <laughs> and I just kept making sure I had more money than you. And then, then I, I couldn't <laughs> let that stand. I needed more money. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. I had a I had a blast with that one. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. No. Um, how's your uh, How's your Nicholas Cageathon going? Oh yeah, uh, I think we talked about that last week. But we talked a little bit about it. Yeah. No, um, uh, did you add any new no, Nicholas Cage movies? No, I, I watched those three, and that was it. Those, okay. Those were the three I wanted to catch. Uh, I don't really. There weren't any older ones I wanted to watch. It was really just those three that I really wanted to okay. watch. So, but those were. I uh, still, still definitely highly recommend uh, Willy's Wonderland for everybody to watch because that's that was fun to watch. That's the one where he doesn't say anything, right? Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, things I've been up to this week. Uh, well, it was stupid hot, so I was supposed to take my dog for uh, some training, but it was canceled, so we went and sat at the brewery instead. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, I've been playing, or I finished Mass Effect Three. Um, and so I started Andromeda, and I have some initial feelings. Um, one, uh, there, there's some things I like about it. Uh, the, the like the they they revamped world exploration, which is kind of cool. Um, 
they they need to make it a little bit faster. Like when you're going, when you like zoom into a planet and like there's nothing to scan there, like and then you have to go to another one. It's like thirty seconds between each oh. one, and it's just irritating. And there's some of it like the majority of the animation skippable, but even skippable, it still takes like thirty seconds, and it's just it's just a little annoying, especially when you come to a new system and you have to bounce. Um, the the combat is. It feels better than Mass Effect 3, but it also seems to take longer. It seems like the enemies are more bullet spongy. Yeah, I could see that. Um, which I, I don't I don't care for. Uh, yeah, I played a bit of the multiplayer. I don't know if that's still in Andromeda. Uh, I think it is. But uh, I remember having fun with that besides like it being a very glitchy mess sometimes. Okay. And games just dropping left and right. But it, uh, like the enemies in that were definitely really yep. tanky. Um, I have, I, I got an achievement that says I have all six companions. I guess there's only six. All right. Which is a big step down when you look at three, and, or, well, especially two when you had, like, 15 after all the DLC and stuff. Was it 15? It was so many. It, there was so many. I don't, I don't know the, uh, I mean. I thought it was, like, two, eight. Um, it was more than eight. Wow. Uh, ME2 companions, squad members, there are, oh, come on, just give me the list, overview, uh, there are 12. Wow. Yep, uh, yeah, Jacob, Miranda, Kasumi, Zaid, Garrus, Grunt, Jack, Morden, Samara, Tali, Thanos, uh, or, I'm sorry, Thane and uh, Legion. And actually, wait, uh, unless this is the one I'm thinking of, Kasumi. Yep, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I never had Kasumi the, or the Zaid. Yep. Um, Kasumi's uh, loyalty mission was really good. I like that one. Uh, Zaid's was fine. Uh, but she doesn't show up in, uh, in ME3. What? Kasumi doesn't. I thought she does. I thought there's a ending thing for her. Um, I mean, I, I did every side mission huh. in ME3 and I didn't see her, um, unless there was something I missed somehow. Maybe. I, I, who knows? Um, but yeah, so like it's, it's, I mean, it's literally half, uh, I guess it's closer to what was in the first Mass Effect. Um, I do appreciate that they were trying to do something different mm -hmm. and I, I like that they, that they went with this thing trying to decouple Mass Effect from Shepard. Um, which is very hard and like it pissed a lot of people off. Um, I, I really like, I, I, re, I, I'm really enjoying playing it though. Uh, the, the story's interesting. I like the, the discovery aspect of it. The fact like, okay, humans are like humans, Asari's, uh, and Krogan, uh, and the Krogan and Turians. the, the Turians are there. The core, uh, was it Corians? They want Q? I can't remember Quarians? Uh, yeah, I want to say Quarians uh, and the handful of other races there um, are not there yet. Uh, they they're coming. They're supposed to be coming on a separate arc. I don't know if that's going to happen in this game or not. I'm not super far into it. I just met like the other alien race, um, so it, the galaxy doesn't feel nearly as diverse, which is which is dumb. Well, which, which is kind of a bummer, and it doesn't feel quite as lived in as the other Mass Effects, which, I mean, makes sense, like, because everything is new, and it's a new colony, and... Um, and then the voice... Some of the voice acting is very distracting, at least to me, like... 
uh, Kumail Nanjani voices like the main, um, like or like the the leader of the Nexus, and like it, that's all I can picture, and it's it kind of pulls me out of the game a little bit. That's no fault of his or whatever. He just has a very distinctive voice. Um, and anytime like an actor with a very distinctive voice does voiceover, it pulls me out. Like there's a reason, uh, voiceover artists are paid what they're paid. Like, and like, it's like, they're very talented people. Wasn't one of the voices in the last Dragon Age game, like Freddie Prince Jr. Yep. He didn't he voice like the big dude. It was the big dude <laughs> with the horns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I just, yeah. So, but like, uh, yeah. So you can kind of see like with like the few disappointments you've had with the game so far, but that coupled with like at launch, it had at was launch so it had buggy. yeah. And I I can't. I never played it at launch, yeah. so I I can't um, throw throw that in there. I'm just saying now. Uh, what three years after launch? Yeah. It's 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 fun. Yeah. And it's included with Game Pass, so it's essentially free to play. Yeah. Which is really nice. Um, and coming after, coming like playing the legendary uh, trilogy of uh, one, two, and three, and then jumping into that is kind of neat because um, you can see like like some like some of the uh, changes that they that that they made and like what the dev team was thinking and stuff like that. And I really like that they took it into more of a direction. It's also more um, it goes back to the RPG roots. A lot more than like Mass Effect two and three, because those, uh, especially by the time you hit Mass Effect three, it felt very on rails. There wasn't a whole lot of like actual choice, which people got upset about. The ending of Mass Effect three, I didn't really talk about. I'm fine with it. Um, it was it was kind of a like like a ah oh, bummer kind of ending, but I'm fine with it. I understand why people were mad. But going into it with fresh eyes, I never finished it. Um, you were never going to beat the ending of Mass Effect 2. You, you just weren't. The Mass Effect 2 ending was so good and so intricate. And you had to make a lot of choices and a lot of things could go wrong. They kind of like knocked it out of the park with two as far as like, yeah, we're going to do like a dirty dozen type thing with like yep. g- gather your crew together to do the suicide mission. And, just- yep, and you can't do that two games in a row. It would have been the same game. This yeah. one, and this one, like it was at a much higher galactic scale. Yeah. Um, but it still follows this one person. It does come down to a single person's choice at the end. Um, but and a lot of people's issue was the fact that you that one choice like overrides all your other choices. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of that in life, though. Like, I don't know. It was. It. I. I enjoyed it. Um. I went with the. Um, the synergy ending, that's where I'll leave it in case somebody's still playing through it for the first time. Um, but yeah, I went with the synergy ending, uh, which I thought was the best choice, um, as far as how things kind of shook out. Uh, yeah. Uh, besides that, let's see. Uh, I started dive classes this weekend. I am working on getting my dive certification, uh, over four days of class and yeah so i spent all weekend in the pool basically like for each class like about what percentage of the classes just like spent underwater um yesterday it was let's see so yesterday i had class from 10 or 11 a.m to 5 p.m 
Um, and from 11 to 1, we were in the classroom at the dive shop, like, reviewing, chatting, going over stuff, taking a quiz. Um, and then we broke for, well, then we had to drive to Ellsworth, which is a 40-minute drive from Hudson. Um, so, like, and then, like, that, and then we, we were allowed to, like, grab some lunch on the way. So we broke for an hour and met at the pool about two. Um, and so got in the pool there. Um, so yesterday we probably spent two hours total in the water, maybe an hour and a half uh, submerged because um, it was just a lot of or probably only like an hour submerged yesterday just because it was a lot of like going over the gear talking about stuff, learning basic skills. We had to do um, an endurance test of swimming uh, 300 yards. Is this um, like with gear on? Like the, uh, scuba so the, gear? the swim? So it's a 200-yard swim unless you put uh, fins and a snorkel on. Then it's a 300-yard swim. And we're like, well, it'll be much easier if we just do the fins and snorkel. So we did that, and it's a 300-yard swim. It didn't take long. Um so you, did, but you didn't have to swim like with a tank on or anything like that. No, no, no. Um, and then, yeah. So then, like, then we geared up and did that. So yeah, it was about an hour underwater yesterday, and then today uh, it was ten to ten to two thirty, um, and we were in the pool for pretty much all of it, um, underwater for the vast majority of it, uh, working on. Just uh, buoyancy and stuff like that, and learning how to like. Uh, it, so the it's it's all the like all of the training is okay. This horrible thing happens. Here's how you fix it. Like it's all about uh, mitigating like or uh, taking taking a horrible like uh, running out of air and dealing with that issue. Uh, getting caught in stuff and having to take your gear off and, like, get untangled and put your gear back on or uh, put your weight on or uh, back on. Do they talk at all about, like, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the, where, like, if, like, I know, like, when you, what they have to worry about, like, for people, like, uh, do underwater welding, they have to worry about if there's, like, a pipe there and the water suction. No, we don't don't talk about that. This is all basic yeah. stuff. Like that would be like a very specialized issue. So um, I'm taking it through Patty, um, and I can't remember exactly what Patty stands for right now. Um, but uh, a professional association of diving instructors. So it's it's a Patty thing. It's internationally recognized. Um, and so I'm doing an open water diver, which is like the baseline diving certificate. Um, and then. Like you're, it's it's almost like a skill tree the way they have it laid out, and so like you take, um, you like as you go up, like it can branch off into more and more specialized, like things. splunking diving, yeah, like cave terrifying. diving. You no, know, cave diving sounds terrifying, um, almost as terrifying. Like so, wreck diving can be a little bit like that, like a little terrifying, like narrow spaces and stuff. But it just sounds way cooler. Yeah, no, it's. It's narrow spaces, but, like, it's also surrounded by a, just water that's open. And that's the nice thing. Like at, least, and like, at least those narrow spaces, 
even if like there's like damage from time, like it's still it was originally made for a person to go through. Right. Meanwhile, a cave and like narrow passages there and like you get Oh yeah. It's yeah. like that that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Terrible. Um yeah, no. So like eventually like I, I wanna go down like the wreck diving tree. Um I'm I'm debating like depending on how much I enjoy it, uh going down like the dive master route just to just because why not? Um, and like the local dive shop does all of that. And I was chatting with, um, with some of the employees there and they're like, yeah. So what a lot of people do is they, they get like, they do the two pool dives, which I've done. Um, and then they like, they get some paperwork and they go down to the tropics to do their open water dives. And so like, they basically spend all their time diving in open water. And he's like, but I think better divers come from. Like around here, like if if you do the majority of your diving up here because it's all cold water, low visibility, like it's just harder diving. Um, like with nav- like so you're you're fo- you're forced to use like underwater navigation a lot more, like just like compass and map stuff and. Oh, you can't just be like, "Hey Google, point me towards." Uh- oh no! Fun fact: GPS does not work underwater. Huh. How about that? Right, because you know it it can't penetrate. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's completely fucking weird to be sitting at the bottom of a pool and breathing. It's very weird. So is it a thing, like, when you get, like, uh, really, like, below water quite a lot, uh, like, do you, or is it easy to tell which way is up? Uh, in I, the, I guess there's the bubbles. In, in the pool, yes. Yeah. Um, well, uh, in the, in lakes and stuff, it can get harder, especially if the visibility isn't, isn't good. Um, but yeah, I think like you can follow the, uh, I could see how you could get disoriented. Um, especially if you're floating neutrally buoyant, buoyant, cause like you're, you're essentially weightless the entire time. And mm-hmm. I mean, but there's still, gra- I don't know, but yeah, it has to be super disoriented yeah. at times. No, I'm, I'm still learning. It's very exciting. It's been a blast. Uh, it's been exhausting. Um, and I have, uh, Matt, I know you're probably listening. Um, I have told everybody about Pitchfork because they are literally off of exit four and none of them had heard of Pitchfork Brewing. I'm like, really guys? Like, you know, what's really fun is we have mentioned three different mats this show and we have not cleared up it up at all. Which yeah. mat is which? Yeah, well, they are. They all know who we're yeah, talking about. they know about. who we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners just think it's just one mat. The three mats we have mentioned are BNS Matt, or Bartender Matt as we call yeah. him. We have Speedy Matt, uh, also be, uh, like co-founder of BNS Matt, uh, another one because we mm-hmm. founded with two. And then we have Pitchfork Matt. Yeah. But we're not going to slot those in for you. You guys are going to have to do that You yourselves. guys are going to have to figure that one out. I think the easiest one would be Pitchfork Matt to figure out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that was that was fun. And, yeah, I just, I, I've been really enjoying it. And now I get to go out to Perch Lake and hang out in the lake uh, tomorrow and dive for four hours. And then same thing on Tuesday. Fun. Uh, but, yeah, also, like, so far, very easy. You, uh, like, the hardest thing is getting used to uh, fins. My legs are not used to it. A lot of cramping today. Oh, yeah. A lot of cramping today. I need to eat a banana before I go next, uh, tomorrow. Get, Get some, some potassium. Yeah. All right. Well, should we try a beer? Because I finished yeah. mine. Yeah. And I, don't, and I don't think. Oh, I do have one other thing that happened today. All right. I came home and there was a fuckload of floaties in our pool. Yeah. No. Uh, so 
uh, Casey's parents were going to come by, uh, pick up a Lando. They decided that it was going to be a pool day. Which, uh, understandable, because yeah. it's hot. And it's a nice day, yeah. Uh, but they took a bunch of floats with them. And uh, f- they pumped them up. I could I could hear the uh, them running the uh, com- air Or did they bring an air compressor? To fill them up, yeah. And so there's a lot of very large floats that are out there. So I, I will say... There is one that I'm very excited about, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the one that's going to pop first and might already be popped um, because it's been floating around the yard. But it is a killer whale, and I, it is huge. Yeah, I put it underneath the, the deck. Okay, but. all right. Because I want, I like, I'm, next next pool party, um, we're going to get a little tipsy, and we're going to play Ride the Whale. So Matt told me, I'm not going to say which Matt, said that uh, apparently those get really, really hot in the sun. Oh, I believe it because yeah. it's black. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it might not be like a, a, a difficult thing so much as this is really hot. Well, once I'm it gets cooking. wet, it'll maybe. Yeah. But yeah, so we have we have a bunch of floaties now. One's like it looks like a fucking boat. Like yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lando could probably get in that and <laughs> be fine, except he would pop it and then sink, and he'd be mad. Yeah, he would be. He is exhausted, by the way. He's just been napping. All right. Oh, yeah, so that that was the other thing. Otherwise, it's just been a pool time summer, man. Yeah, I was able to spend half hour today. I would have joined you, but I was... No, yeah, no. A little pooled out. Also, like, public pools are fucking filthy. Uh, We, like, so we spent, you know, multiple hours uh, at the bottom of the pool... In the deep end, where everything kind of accumulates. There's a reason they pump it full of chlorine. Oh, man, it is nasty. And then um, a, a dumb little kid uh, put, his, put like his dive goggles on and then dove uh, into the pool and shattered the, the goggles. I didn't know that was a thing you had to worry about. Yeah, apparently, like that's that's de- like if you if you dive head first, like just do a dive and you're wearing dive goggles. It'll shatter the tempered glass. Oh, so the flat ones. Oh, yep. oh, fuck. That's yeah. Not good. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so part of our dive today was uh, picking up uh, broken glass off the off the bottom of the pool. That's good. You got to learn a skill that maybe will come in handy one day. <laughs> it, uh, you got a pool, and if a glass gets shattered, you're gonna have to figure out how to take care of it. All right. Go sit at the bottom of our pool and be mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we have a balloonicycle, balloonicycle, balloonicycle. Yeah, sitting in front of us from uh, Bauhaus Brewery Labs. Um, and why don't you talk about the label a second while I look it up? Oh, it's a person on a unicycle. I think they got a beer in their hand. Uh, it's a silhouette of them, uh, and there are there's multiple balloons that they're holding. They're losing a couple of them in the air, but be- this balloon. These balloons are keeping them aloft in the air uh, while they're on their unicycle, right. which, um, which means that unicycle is really not doing a whole lot besides weighing them down. From uh, from the Bauhaus uh, website, uh, this juicy moderate strength beer snack is as fun to drink as it is to say. The juiciness of balloonicycle is entirely derived from a blend of new and classic hops, which are added very late in the brewing process in order to maximize their flavor aroma contribution while minimizing hop bitterness. Expect bright notes of tropical fruit and citrus sit and fresh citrus, and by adding higher amounts of protein malts like wheat and oats, prepare for an extremely soft, pillowy mouthfeel. 
And I think this was bottled two months ago. Uh, looking at the bottom, it says bottled something 18, oh, 418, yeah. 418. Yeah, so not bad. Uh, beautiful, like, head retention. Oh, yeah, like, I poured this a while ago. You definitely, uh, you're get you're definitely getting the scent of, uh, of the IPA there, but, uh, mm. it's very fruity on the nose. Yeah, the, uh. It's almost like uh, what almost, fruit is that? I'm like, trying to remember. What, I, I, it's, it's almost like breakfast cereally, like uh, fruity pebbly, maybe. All right, yeah. But like, uh, I guess it's it's like the tropical fruity pebbles. That's a thing, right? Kind of a dry finish. Are tropical fruity pebbles a thing? I don't know. Like they're already fruity. I mean, I don't know where else they would have to go. I don't know. I thought they were. There's tropical Skittles, I know that. Those oh, uh, yeah, they do have a tropical fruit, uh, hmm. pebbles. I was never a fan of fruity pebbles. Um, they are fun. And delightful. And uh, so, of course, you don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Um. Yeah, but, uh, so yeah, the balloonsicle, uh. I get, I get a lot of, uh, like, a lot of that tropical fruit, like, a lot of, like, pineapple. Yeah. Um, mango, like, almost, like, a touch of, like, almost like a passion fruit. So, yeah, uh, as far as, like, uh... Finish is fairly dry, too. It doesn't, like, yeah, stick yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, I was saying, like, it was kind of dry. Uh, want, should I go ahead and give a number? Yeah, else? why not? It's just the two of us. Yeah, uh... I don't know. I, the, do, 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 do you want to give it a number, or do we want to switch it up because it's just the two of us? I was just, I already have a number in my head. So oh, okay, just, all right. Uh, Let's just give it a number. Never mind. I'm sorry. Sorry for my what whimsy. Were your, what were your thoughts? Do you, you want to change the scale up? Uh, yeah, we could give it, like, uh, we, we, we could rate it by breakfast cereal. Like, you just give it, you give it a breakfast cereal that you think is, is at the same level as, as this beer. All right, yeah, I could do that. All right. And then, but then, like, the listener doesn't know, like, where that is, and so like it, it, it makes it very subjective for everyone. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm gonna explain my breakfast cereal a little bit. Okay. Cause, okay. Because just cause, uh, it makes a little bit more sense. So, I'm gonna get rate this as Frosted Flakes. You're, right at first, yeah, you're thinking pretty good, uh, but like after like you're drinking it, uh, going at it for a while with like ass with Frosted Flakes, you, it kind of loses its luster, and it's like, well, this is just flakes I'm eating now. And that's how I feel about the spear. I'm going to rate it Sugar Smacks. Um, because, well, you know, it's uh, it's it's really good, uh, but it's not something that you'd want every day. Sure. Yeah. Also, like, I really like Sugar Smacks, like, but I never get them because, well, I don't know. Um, it's not bullshit like Honeycomb. Honeycomb is great until the milk hits it. Well... You just got to eat it fast, which has never been a problem for me and Honeycomb. But the only issue with Honeycomb is, like, you no, even if you get the largest box, Honeycomb has, like, so much air inside of it that it, like, takes me, it, it took me multiple bowls of cereal just to get full as a kid. You're not, you're not, like, the goal with cereal is not to get full. You know that, right? It's to eat something, yeah, you, if you're eating breakfast, you should be full. No. I think you should... No, that's not like you're supposed to just have like a bowl of cereal and move on, so right. you don't get the hunger pangs until lunchtime. Oh, I thought it was uh, be a twelve year old and eat an entire box of honeycomb. 
No, we're not 12 anymore. We can't do that. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Like, honestly, I would buy a box of honeycomb. I'd have breakfast a couple times, forget about it, and then it'd be stale and I'd have to throw it away. No, we're old now. We we, we would have to get (laughs) brand cereal. Something with lots of fiber to make us poop good. Granola cereal is good. No, it's not. You take your grape nut bullshit out of here. No, I don't. I don't get grape nut. I like nobody just, fucking likes grape nuts. Anybody who says they like grape nuts is a liar. And I will call them out right now. You don't actually like grape nuts, you monster. But just straight up, like granola cereal is pretty good. I mean, like, it's literally just granola in a bowl with some raisins, and you know what's good cereal. Not like probably good for you, but remember that Rice Krispies, uh, not, not uh, the, like the Rice Krispies treat cereal. Yeah, I remember that. That was amazing. I <laughs> <laughs> because it was just sugar. It was so good. <laughs> it was like all right, yeah. So you know, Rice Krispies, right? Rice Krispie bars are great. Well, we just uh, how about we just chop those up and make them cereal? There you go. <laughs> Oh man, that one and Cookie Crisp. I I never like Cookie Crisp. There's just something about it like it just tasted disgusting to me. What about uh, you? Remember the Reese's Puff cereal? Yeah, like that. That came like towards the end of my cereal days. So Reese's Puffs, like when I first had them as a kid, fucking loved them. And then like yeah, like a couple years later, I started having them again. It's like it just wasn't the same. I don't know if my flavor my taste of them changed or if they changed the recipe up but like it was no. like it was pretty much like terrible there was there wasn't enough peanut butter in our cereals i'm gonna throw that out there peanut butter captain crunch was amazing all right I love peanut that butter recipe. captain crunch was awesome but if i'm gonna get captain crunch um well it was usually crunch berries um, crunch berries were like surprisingly good because like i liked the crunch berries because you got the original captain crunch um, and you got the crunch berries, but the problem was, and this, this happens with all Captain Crunch cereal, no matter what flavor is, uh, it's made with razor blades and, <laughs> <laughs> and shreds your mouth. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> you gotta take it though, because that's the only way you gotta get that sugar in there. <laughs> you just like, like, like Captain Crunch. Like everybody looks around the table, and just blood is flowing out of their mouths because they're just <laughs> chewing on razor blades. I, I was always also a big fan of Team Cheerios. That was always a, uh, I, oh, that's the that's the Honey Nut, the frosted, the frosted, and, and the, the regular. I think there was like maybe one or two more in there. Probably they probably had whole grain in there or whatever. Okay, yeah. So that that was the Olympic special limited yep. time thing where it was like they said, yeah. "Here's a cereal that is all." It, the cereal, it was all a limited time thing every other year. Yeah, because they just brought it around for the Olympics yeah. every other year. Um, can we just for just like another little side tangent on cereal? Uh, how bullshit are plain Cheerios? They're not, uh, they're not good. No, like if you're gonna get Cheerios, get Honey Nut, because you're not you're not fooling anybody. Honey Nut, good. Frosted, I really like Frosted Cheerios. Those are good. Yeah. Uh, so my parents would always buy like they would like buy generic, boring cereal like regular um like generic Cheerios, uh like or like these like OTOs or whatever or like generic Rice Krispies, right? 
because, well, they're cheaper and they're better for you. But then, um, right on the table went a bowl of sugar and a bottle of honey. And I'm like, I feel like we're missing the point here because the best part about Rice Krispies, besides the snap, crackle, and pop, was how much sugar you could put on them. Yep. And the answer <laughs> and is then, a lot. And then you just have milk sugar slurry at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and it's like, why? <laughs> or uh, you just drown the Cheerios in honey, and then, like, you have milky honey. But, like, what are you also supposed to do? Eat just plain Cheerios? That's oh, no. Terrible. No. That's insane. No, even like my, like we'd go stay with my grandma who was like a health nut, like doing like barley green shakes and shit like that. And she would also like, she'd be like, oh no, we we only have the healthy cereal. And then she'd put a massive thing of sugar on the table. And it's like, where's the disconnect here? She's like, yeah, it like, she's like, she's at the store. She's like, I'm going to buy the shitty kind, but then we're going to make it taste good with sugar. Instead of just buying the good cereal. I can't remember what kind of cereal it was. It was like uh, the shredded wheats, except instead of like being like having frosting on the inside, they had like a fruit center. I don't remember those. I remember liking those, but like like rarely, very rarely would they we get that. Or if there was a, there was a cereal that was just like cinnamon roll, little cinnamon rolls. Uh, no, it was a cinnamon toast crunch. No, no, it was like some other brand. It was just like actual cinnamon swirl. Uh, maybe. Oh, hang on. I don't know. It, was, it was just a cinnamon. Cinnamon. It was like a little tiny uh, cinnamon sugar rolls. Cinnamon rolls cereal. Oh, Cinnabon. Kellogg Cinnabon. That might have been it. Yep. Oh, it looks like uh, Frosted Mini Wheats also did one. Oh, no. They just did a cinnamon roll version of it. But yeah, no. Cinnabon uh, teamed up with Kellogg's and came out with. Did it look like that? No, oh no, this is uh, way older than that. that oh. this was, I'm talking about like, this is the middle of the 90s. I Was it these head ones? No. No, I, I, I can't remember what it was. It was Mini buns. Long. Nope. It wasn't uh, any of the main brand ones, I don't think. Mini swirl. No, it wasn't. definitely wasn't Kellogg's. I don't remember big Kellogg's on there. Post honey buns. Nope. God damn it. <laughs> You're just going to have to... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago, but there's uh, a cinnamon roll crunch, but it doesn't look like it those. was a really plain box too. Well, that's bullshit. I think you're making it up. Ah mm-hmm. oh, man, I like now. I feel like we need like. Uh, so the thing is, like cereal for breakfast. Well, they got a churro cereal now. <laughs> it's just fucking churros in a box. I could buy it on Amazon. Look at that. That doesn't sound good. Cinnamon Toast Churros? Mm. You just have a box of mini churros to munch on. You don't have to put them in milk. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so I, I feel like maybe cereal, uh, like breakfast, yeah, maybe it's a good idea to have breakfast for the day, but I don't think cereal is the answer. All right. So uh, we don't, we, 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 we're 45 minutes in and we haven't hit the news yet. Oh, we should do the news. We then. should do the news. Uh, but quick, uh, discussion topic, uh, because we don't have one, is going to be what is the best breakfast? All right. All right. We're going we're gonna to create the best breakfast sure. of all time. Uh, but first, I got to hit some buttons. And now. 
of the Department of Defense presents news with Case. That's me. Well, we're guessing this isn't exactly how NBC wanted you to find out about its upcoming reality competition, Ultimate Slip and Slide. But on June 2nd, according to The Wrap, the network shut down production on an upcoming Slip and Slide based series after 40 crew members uh, contracted uh, uh, Giardia or uh, an outbreak of explosive diarrhea. So, uh, the outbreak uh, left people collapsing on set, being forced it to run into porta potties. Um, also known as beaver fever, uh, Giardia is usually contracted from getting fecal infested water in your mouth. So, it seems like someone on set was pooping their trunks on the show's 65 foot tall, slippery yellow slide. Uh, the set was inspected for parasites after the outbreak, and on Thursday, Universal says additional testing revealed uh, Giardia in the surrounding area. Universal also told the rap that the outbreak occurred seven weeks into shooting, only five days before rap. Uh, Bobby uh, Moynihan and Ron Funches are the hosts, um, which was set to uh, premiere on NBC on Sunday, August 8th in a time slot directly following the Tokyo Olympics. Perhaps they were trying to hoodwink us into thinking that this, too, was part of the Olympics. Yeah. Well, I, I, it sounds like I, I want to see, like... Wait wait a second. I, I, what is the show about? Um, it, nobody knows yet, except that it's called Ultimate Slip and Slide. And it's hosted by Ron Funches, so you know it's going to be delightful. So there's a slip and slide, and they can go down the slip and slide? It's a 65-foot-tall slip and slide. That's like, it's just a water slide. But Ron Funches. This doesn't seem, it's just like people going down a slide. But Ron Funches. Uh, There's nothing interesting here. But Ron Funches. I could listen to that man talk about anything. He's just delightful. Just call him the Dippin' Dots Bandit, according to Tyler P.D., the polo shirt-wearing man pictured here, or pictured in the, in the article, uh, dropped through the ceiling above the Dippin' Dots ice cream inside, inside Broadway Square at 4601 South Broadway Avenue while the store was closed and grabbed a bag of the frozen treats. He did all while licking on a sucker. A post on the department's Facebook page says, then he shimmied back through the hole and left into the night. His illegal quest for Dippin' Dots deliciousness was captured on security cameras, but he is still at large. You know, Dippin' Dots are fun. They're just they're just still ice cream. It's just ice cream in a fun shape, but it's... I don't know if I've ever actually had Dippin' Dots. I have. Yeah, they're, they're just fun. You know what sucks? Candy buttons. But yeah, those aren't... There's nothing there. They, they, well, they, they, they get stuck on the paper, and you end up eating a lot of fucking paper. Yeah. Any candy where I end up eating paper, not a good candy. I'm not in preschool anymore. I don't have to eat the paper. I don't want to eat the paper. It's just stuck. <laughs> it's stuck on there. But why did you eat it? Because I wanted the candy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in an attempt to steal a vending machine from outside a convenience store in Emerald... Uh, or an attempt to steal it, sorry, uh, was foiled after a stolen uh, skid steer loader ran out of gas, according to the Lancaster County Sheriff. Uh, suspects came with uh, within uh, gallons of making off with a Coke machine Thursday in a Bobcat-style vehicle at Emerald Mini Mart on Westo Street. Uh, but they ran out of gas near the convenience store. Uh, Wagner said... Uh, 
Minute Mart employees discovered the skid loader, uh, reported stolen from Carroll Construction Supply, with the store's Coke machine in its skids. Wagner said the vehicle was stolen from uh, 3600 West O Street sometime Wednesday night and driven nearly four miles to the convenience store. When it was found, the Coke machine had been loaded into the forklift-style machine before it ran out of gas. The sheriff's office recovered the stolen vehicle and the soda machine, but never made it. Uh, that never made it far from the mini mart or the minute mart. Wagner said there are no suspects in the attempted theft. Well, this is just definitely a crime of opportunity. They were out for a joyride with the skid steer, like that. That was the initial plan, I'm guessing. And then, like, what if we stole a soda machine? And then they loaded it up, and then they ran out of gas and skedaddled. This is what I'm guessing happened here. All right, so uh, for our last story, we always do one that's kind of serious, and this was that one. So uh, Mecklenburg County uh, and Huntersville are reviewing their, uh, this is North Carolina, that becomes very important in, uh, well, I mean, North Carolina, very important. Do you, do you want to guess why? Is it a racist reason? Oh, it's a racist reason. Oh, wow. I, I was right. <laughs> All right, are reviewing their ties to the historic Lada Plantation after a controversial event planned for Juneteenth. The event was called Kingdom Coming and was scheduled for Juneteenth on, Ju- on June 19th, which marked the date that the last slaves earned, uh, er, learned that they were free in 1865. Ryan Pitkin with Queen City Nerve took screenshots of the post of the plantation's website. Would you like to hear this, uh, this, this, uh, this description? No, but I think you're going to tell me anyways. Uh, Kingdom Coming, Saturday, June 19th, 2021, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Come out to historic Lotta Plantation for a one-night event, Saturday, June 19th, 2021. So far, not atrocious. Poor taste, not horrible. Right? About what I expect from North Carolina. Yep. Then we get to the next sentence. You will hear stories from the Massa himself, who is now living in the woods. Federal troops, Yankees, have him on the run, and his former bondsmen have occupied his home and are now living high on the hog. Hear how they feel about being freedmen. The overseer is now out of a job. What will he do now that he has no one to oversee, from can see to can't see? White refugees have been displaced and have a story to tell as well. Confederate soldiers who will be heading home express their feelings about the downfall of the Confederacy. Wow. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you know, I was expecting bad, but it's just like, just wow, North Carolina. You just, you took what I was expecting and you went lower. And, and so bad. And so bad. I didn't know we were playing a limbo here, but I think they won. <laughs> That bar is so fucking low. <laughs> uh, it said the event would talk about slaves and the reaction to getting their freedom, but it would also include the impact on slave overseers losing their jobs, white refugees uh, who were displaced, as well as Confederate soldiers returning home after the war. Uh, the county confirmed uh, Parks and Rec was not aware of the event until it was posted on social media. Uh, it said it reached out to the organizers and canceled it. The county is now looking at uh, the contract uh, with the facility vendor. Uh, the Huntersville Board of Commissioners is holding funding for the new fi- uh, is holding funding for the new fiscal year as it investigates the program. Oh, so this is like this isn't like as a whole they fucked up. It's just this venue decided this to venue fuck up. fucked up real hard. All right, so 
maybe maybe North Carolina stepped over that little, little bar. It sounds like as that venue went. Somebody was this. about to trip on it. Yeah. Like uh, Charlotte uh, Mayor Vi Lyles uh, also released a statement about Lotta Plantation's event on Twitter on June nineteenth, eighteen sixty-five, known as Juneteenth. Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand uh, enslaved Black people were declared free uh, by executive decree. That they should be celebrated and honored in the most humble way possible with a laser focus on the perspective of the inhumane treatment of an enslaved people. We should not support any business or organization that does not respect equality, history, and the truth of the African-American people's journey to freedom. Despite intent, words matter. And the historic Lotta Plantation should know better. Uh, they have also uh, replaced the site manager um, at the Lotta Plantation um, and hit uh, him, uh, Ian Campbell, uh, released a statement as well, which I will read. Uh, I, Ian Campbell, uh, as an American man of African descent and the new site manager at the historic uh, Lotta Plantation, will lift the veil of ignorance. Under my leadership, the Lotta staff will assist in this educational endeavor. Uh, with the little information uh, that we have about Lotta Plantation, also known as Riverside, uh, the stories of those enslaved as well as freedmen will be told. Uh, this new narrative will also include stories of other enslaved men, women, and children on many other implant, uh, other plantations in the United States. It will also include the stories of those enslaved and free uh, before, during, and after the American Revolution, the War of 1812, the Mexican-American War, the American Civil War, and Reconstruction. For decades, uh, historic Lotta Plantation has been focused on two time periods in American history, the American Revolution and the Civil War. That is changing. Lotta will now focus on the period of Reconstruction as well. Most people have forgotten about this period in our American history. Most educators, as well as most of the general public, skip this section and move on to the 1900s or the Civil Rights Movement. Many of the racial issues uh, that we face today are linked to slavery and Reconstruction. Just recently, for the first time in their lives, many people just acquired knowledge of the Tulsa Race Massacre. I am one of them. It took me... I, I It's insane how I did not know about that. Yeah, I don't remember where I learned that one. I did learn that one. I, I, it probably wasn't school, though. It was probably History Channel. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, like, it. I I honestly didn't know about it until probably, well, I think I talked about it on the show. Like, it was when, uh, I don't think it was, maybe it was when Watchmen talked about it. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know if you had uh, uh, said that you you had a, uh, that was the first time you heard about that. Yeah, one. or, it, but it was, it was like within the last couple of years was the first time. Yeah, I heard no, about it's, that. it's crazy that that happened. Yeah. That, well, no, just that we don't, like, nobody. And yeah, and, and it doesn't yeah. get talked about. Uh, history is not just about uh, one time period or one group of people. The program uh, Kingdom Coming was created by myself with the help of others. Um, I, Ian Campbell, site manager of Historic Lotta uh, Plantation, take full responsibility for its content entirely. Uh, to the masses on social media and politicians, no apology will be given for bringing a unique program to educate the public about former slaves becoming free. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the last thing that we're talking well, about. Well, honestly, good for you, North Carolina. You did something right. Mm-hmm. Somebody fucked up, but, I mean, it's North Carolina. It's going to happen. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. So, how about we uh, we talk about breakfast food? Yeah, we could talk about breakfast. All so right. The ultimate breakfast. The ultimate breakfast. All right. So, first of all, I'm going to talk about the main course. So I um well I have a question. Right. Let's let's talk timing. For you, is the ultimate breakfast more of a brunch affair, or does it happen right away in the morning? It's. I feel it has to be morning because I feel like brunch. 
needs to be its own thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're all right. So we're not talking about the ultimate brunch. We're talking about like the ultimate breakfast. Yeah. Okay. So main course, I feel like you need something that symbolizes breakfast as a whole, and that is a scrambler. You got to have your eggs, your hash browns. You got your sausage in there. You got some peppers all scrambled up in there, and this wonderful mess with cheese and. Uh, so th- I feel uh, that's the main course I'm choosing now because I feel it symbolizes breakfast the most. So However, oh. uh, the sides, though. So there's some, a couple things that you need if you're going to have a, a perfect like, ultimate breakfast. You need a side that is literally just bacon. It's just bacon. You got to have some bacon. Mm-hmm. It's just a stack. If you get, however you want to do it, you got some bacon there. Uh, the other thing is, so you got to have some toast. You got to have some toast freshly. Cooked. What kind of toast? Uh, I'm a big fan of Italian uh, white bread uh, for uh, toast. See, it's sourdough all the way for me for breakfast toast. As long as it's toasted, though. I, that's the, that, oh, you that's don't have to be toast. And then, so what I really like myself is I really like having, the, getting like the, when you have like a, like a uh, when you have a, you're cooking an over easy egg and you get the yolk on the bread so I'm thinking, you know, people like to eat healthy. They'll uh, they'll like do the uh, the egg where they won't have any yolk in their uh, scrambled egg. This is gonna be the opposite of that. You're gonna have some lightly scrambled yolk, just the yolk, set aside for your toast. That you dip your toast directly in this freshly scrambled yolk. And you can't really dip in the like. Why would you scramble the yolk? Well, it's, you it's can't like because really you, you got to cook it. You have to cook it. No, why, why don't you do uh, why don't you do poached eggs then, or um, or better yet, why don't you do a soft boil and then because uh, then you still have the jammy yolk and you just talk, take the top off and then you have a little like convenient little dipping vessel because you use like an egg cup and you dip like. Uh, I, I feel like because one if, you, egg if, you, if, you, if you if you if you scramble if you scramble then you're not gonna have like you're not gonna it's not gonna be dippable because right. the best part of that is like when it when it comes out and it's like kind of jammy and it's not like it's yeah. not curded yeah. like yeah. like what happens when you scramble so yeah maybe uh, soft the soft boil the soft boil uh, except uh, you're not gonna hold on to the, the I feel like that's not enough yolk uh, you, you don't care about so the you egg do whites. like two soft boil eggs yeah that uh, you have sitting there for your bread. Why don't you do a hollandaise sauce? Uh, yeah, I'm not super familiar with uh, so hollandaise, hollandaise is basically um, eggs and or uh, egg yolks and butter that are emulsified into a sauce. So I see what you're saying. I feel like it's important that this was eggs that were made just right before you're eating, and that this yolk is just right up being done cooking and it's right there and it's not something that you had to take time to make a sauce well yeah but like i feel like i t- if you're making the ultimate breakfast like doesn't taking the time to make a sauce i don't know like i'm not i've never I, i've had hollandaise sauce before on things before and it's, it's never been that big of a thing for me oh okay i just i just really like egg yolk on toast and honestly, technically, after you have some butter toast dipped in some egg yolk, you kind of have some. <laughs> you, you don't have the acid because it's usually like lemon juice or something yeah, like no. that in there too. Um, okay, okay. Um, what's what's your drink? What's, what's your beverage? Uh, honestly, I really like orange juice. I really like orange juice for breakfast. That's I feel like it's a good breakfast thing. Uh, you got to have a cup of coffee with you. You don't want like a giant big thing of coffee. I just think a small cup of coffee just for so for breakfast. If, um, all right. So say like, 
morning like are you like what what are your thoughts on like the screwdriver most uh bloody mary aspect of it no yay no uh i'm gonna say no uh I, i'm i'm not thinking uh anything like really boozy for okay. uh, for for this breakfast i feel I'd, i would put something like that off towards brunch or lunch so uh my big thing uh my i guess my biggest beef with yours is the scramble Oh, yeah? I feel like that is that that's a like that's a lazy midweek breakfast for me. Right. Like that's like there's there's no effort there. There's no presentation. You're basically just throwing everything in a pan and then serving it in the skillet. You see, uh, that's kind of what I like about though is it's also just a scram like it's literally a scramble of everything breakfast. Uh, like if I had to choose a second, but like, like instead but of so that, like but if if like you could almost just take the like. I mean, why don't you just take it one step further, take your scramble, dump it in a tortilla, and now you have a breakfast burrito. It's not quite the same, but you could do that, I guess. Like, I mean, it, it is pretty much the same. Like, what, what's different between a breakfast burrito filling and a scramble? Hot sauce, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to add hot sauce to your scramble? Uh, I normally don't. Okay. Uh, like, otherwise, like, if, it was, if I didn't do a scramble, it would probably just be a, an omelet, because... Uh, a well-made omelet is pretty great, but I, I feel I want to do scramble because I want to get the hash browns in there, and I don't want a straight-up side of hash browns. I want the hash browns to be in the mix. Okay, okay. Um, all right. I, I respect it. I see where you're coming from. So, uh, what are you thinking? So, I'm 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 immediately elevating just a little bit. I um so I initially like first thing that popped in my head was biscuits and gravy. Because biscuits and gravy is one of the all-time best breakfast foods, especially, like, if you're nursing a little bit of a hangover, you get that gravy in you. But I don't think it's the best, best breakfast food. Um, I think I'm going with Eggs Benny. Uh, like, a good Eggs Benedict is just out of this world. Like, you got, you got the nice toasted English muffins that... Big piece of ham with the perfectly poached egg on top, smothered in hollandaise sauce, right, as your main. And that's, it's so good because, and then, like, because you, you got you got the eggy yolkiness of the hollandaise, plus you're adding to it with the poached egg. You cut into that, and that bright yellow yolk just, like, spills over everything and flavors it, and it's so good with a side of hash browns. Um, and just some, like, I'm thinking, like, uh, some bacon on the side. Like, because, I, I don't know, I also like to dip bacon in, in yeah. yolk. Like, just, and it's, it's good. Uh, breakfast sausage is fine. Uh, but it has to be, like, a really good breakfast sausage. So, that was, that like, that was the second thing that, that popped in my head. And then, like, then now I'm thinking about it more. And, like, a full English is one of the best breakfasts in the world. So now I want to start combining some elements there. So um, I'm going to take from some of my favorite breakfasts. So my Eggs Benedict, I'm going to give, like, almost like a Huevos uh, Rancheros uh, vibe to. So I think with the Hollandaise, I'm going to go with, um, like, add some, like, uh, some chipotle's uh some chipotle and adobo sauce to it 
um, with a little bit of something smoky, like maybe like a smoked paprika or um, like maybe like a smoked chili powder. Smoked chili powder, right? Um, and then uh, instead of English muffins, I think I'm going to go with tostadas. So you get a little bit of crunch in there. Mm. Um, and then uh, just like a little, like, so I got the hash browns and then a little side of beans. Like just some good, like, uh, just some good, like, pinto beans or uh, black beans. Into the side there. And that's just going to be really good. And then, like, everything's just going to kind of mix together and just be incredible. Yeah. Uh, with uh, some hot coffee and a beer. Oh, a beer with a breakfast. All right. Hell yeah. Like if I'm like what kind of beer? A good a good pint of English ale. An English I think. ale, all right. I think I think an English ale would go or like a Mexican lager. Just something um not not too heavy, something in like that that four or five percent range. It's not gonna weigh me down, but it's just gonna like kind of complete this this um this I guess uh I guess like we'll call it a Pan American experience. Alright. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I, I I think about it like I think instead of sausage that that, uh, that scrambler should have uh, chorizo in it. Definitely chorizo in it. Yeah, that'd be good. Well, chorizo's just good. Chorizo's fantastic in pretty much everything. You make a sausage gravy with chorizo, boom! You just you just made your sausage gravy better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, those are some great uh, breakfasts. I think our listeners should give them a shot. Uh. Uh, what about a sweet breakfast? Like a like because we we left we left two major players off completely, pancakes and waffles. We didn't touch them at all. That's the that's the thing. I don't know. Like now that I'm older, I don't I don't really get the desire for pancakes and waffles like I but, used to. Yeah, like like a like a stack of pancakes or I I will say a good crepe breakfast is awesome. Um, I think if I was going to do any sort of waffle as a breakfast, I, 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 I think I would skip pancake. I think I'd do a waffle. Uh, would you fill every hole with syrup? Or actually, maybe I'd do a pancake. It'd be a larger pancake, except I wouldn't be treating it like a pancake. Uh, so you have the, because it's, it's already, the pancakes do have a certain level of sweetness to them, right? Mm-hmm. I'd have some fried chicken with that. And you kind of treat it as like a burrito. You put some uh, put something else in there to go. Well, then you might as well make a crepe. Yeah, kind of like a pancake's a little bit thicker than a crepe, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but what you what you can do then? What I would do, and this is just me, as I would make the crepe, and then chop the fried chicken, right? So you you make the fried chicken, you chop it, and then you layer it in like so. Like you take the crepe and like you put some fried chicken in it, and then you fold it in half, and you put some fried chicken in it, and then you fold it in half again. Um, and then do like a maple drizzle on top of it. Mm. A little uh, layered chicken cake. Yeah, kind of yeah. like and like do like a yeah, almost be like a, I don't know, just like a like a, just like a French chicken and waffle. How about uh, so like instead of like putting the syrup on there, which uh, I I don't know, I'm just not as much of a fan of syrup as I used to be. Maybe I just had well, too much so growing maybe, up. How about oh, how about powdered sugar? Like I just a little bit of powdered sugar on top. A maple infused hot sauce. All right, all right. So you get you get a little bit of the sweetness, but then you get some spice to counteract it. How about instead that's in the breading of the chicken that you're frying? Oh, maple breading, and then like a, a maple spiced breading. Okay, that that would work. Yeah. So if you put the maple in the breading of the chicken, then it's kind of just throughout. 
and then really good. and then uh, instead of a syrup on top, because I also the other thing about like because right syrup, now it's like, it's very I, it's very dry. We need something to moisten it. I, the only issue I'd have like with putting like a, a syrup on there is that like with, at, with pan, maybe it's different with crepes, but with pancakes, like you put pan, uh, syrup on there, you start a timer, and if you don't eat it within that, it becomes mushy. Is that ever a problem with you? Honestly, with pancakes, yeah. Okay, well, this, yeah, so, well, you don't have as much dough, so there is a softening, but it's not, like, they're nowhere near as cakey, right. and so they don't become, they don't have that, like, that spongy consistent, okay. like, that sponginess, um, and so I think, like, if you do it, it'd be more like uh, putting, like, syrup on a tortilla, almost, except just a little bit softer yeah. tortilla. All right. I think that would be really good. I mean, why is breakfast food amazing? <laughs> It can de- it can definitely be amazing. It can definitely be way better than a bowl of Cheerios that you added some sugar to. Oh God, yes, it can. <laughs> uh, and on that note, should we get out of here? Yeah. So we spent I don't know like forty minutes talking about breakfast food. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindinstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindinstudios or follow us on Twitter at blindinstudios.com. Share your breakfast images on Facebook. And we'll see you guys next week.